Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. So, of course, we have been following the stories and following the developments yeah. at the universities across, especially the Ivy League universities across the United States. My concern, of course, as well, that at places like Harvard, I, I think that the degrees have been devalued to some extent. And the question is, how do they pull that back? Can they pull that back? Are they doing enough to do so? Shail Ben Ephraim is a regular guest on the show. He joins us this morning. Well, for him, it's the evening. And I'm looking at him on Zoom, and uh, I just said to the guys in studio, you look a little bit tired. It looks like you'll be waiting up to speak to us. Am I right? No, no, it's only 9.16. Oh, that's I, not I, I am after a long day of work. Right. So, yeah. Okay, well, we appreciate yeah. it here. We are bright and bushy-tailed, but it is Tuesday morning, so for us it's a whole, a whole different story. Uh, be, before we, in fact, get on to the universities, I was curious about your thoughts uh, in terms of the American Air Forceman yesterday, or was it Sunday, well, yesterday for you, who set himself, I didn't even know that there was a word, self, what was it, self-emoliate, I didn't realize that there was a very special yeah. word for someone who yes that's the word yes Uh, someone who sets himself on fire and already you're starting to see he's been turned into this into this martyr into this hero which is a real worry for me because he's a person obviously with some form of vulnerability Uh, it's not a normal act of resistance to to do such a thing what's been the reaction on on your side what have you seen happening there well, there's there's the people on social media who are constantly trying to promote an anti-Israel narrative have adopted him as a martyr. It's had very limited traction on mainstream media. So it's been mentioned here and there, um, usually without saying exactly why he did it, what the protest exactly was, what his words were, um, without really turning him into a hero of any kind, just more as a curiosity. Uh, yeah, so I don't think... It's, it's gotten a lot of tr- mainstream traction. Like a lot of other things that we've seen from the anti-Israel crowd, most Americans are ignoring it. That's so interesting to note. Because if you look at social media, even somebody like Tuli Madonsela, Professor Tuli Madonsela, who's very well known here in South Africa as she was the public protector and and was a bit of a hero to, to many of us at some time, but at some point, but she has unfortunately uh, uh, drunk the 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 Kool Aid, the Palestinian Kool Aid, and I don't mean Palestinian because I think at the end of it, uh, many of us are supportive of Palestinian uh, as well. Uh, but I, that's just how it's been how it's been framed. And she's in fact lauded him this morning, or not really done so overtly, but but put a photo and rest in peace and so sad and you know this this whole look what it took to raise awareness no it doesn't take this to raise awareness and in fact within a week he's going to be forgotten and not one palestinian's life would be have been bettered by by his actions unfortunately so uh yeah the let's just talk about uh, the the actual subject that we wanted to discuss with you. A group of Harvard alumni are suing the university, saying that rampant anti-Semitism has devalued their degree. I, I think this is absolutely right uh, in terms of just public perception. It it really uh, has become a little bit of a problem for the university. Give us the context, background. Tell us where we're at with this. 
Well, again, I would caution against thinking that what comes out of the sort of Israeli-Palestinian bubble of the what we're where we're very active is going to influence the macro picture in the in the United States. Um, it's true that people are very aware of the story, much more than the self-immolation we just talked about. Uh, this made this made headlines everywhere, mostly because the Republican Party really liked this story and really ran okay. with it. Um, so people are aware that there's an anti-Semitism problem. I'd say more than that. People in America are very aware, well before this, that there's a problem with um, extreme leftist propaganda in a lot of Ivy League schools. Harvard actually wasn't particularly known for it. It is now. Columbia was, was a lot mm, better known mm. for this before. Um, yeah, also University of Pennsylvania wasn't particularly well known for it. Now it's associated with it. Um, so it's, it's increased awareness of this. But a lot of this was coming before from a sense that they're teaching you to be against America. Uh, and that's that's probably more commonly known, especially among Republicans, but also among among moderates. Um, and so it becomes a little bit of a, of a culture war. The Republicans are very much against higher education and are very much against any kind of public education in America in general. And Democrats defend it. So it all becomes part of that that partisan war. And this has very high vis- uh, visibility. Having said that, I don't think there's a better university you can get into the workforce with than a Harvard degree. Um, whatever it, you know, uh, harm its reputation has gotten, uh, I don't think that that's turned it into anything less than the number one university in the United States. So I'd caution over thinking that this has too much effect. And I'd also caution against thinking that this is what Harvard does, that it teaches that you need to kill Jews and against mm-hmm. Israelis. Mm-hmm. Courses that are about that kind of thing, they teach a lot of other things at Harvard, and they teach it very, very well, including um, classes about Judaism and classes about Israel and, and, and things of that sort. So has Harvard actually done anything proactive to assist. Again, you know, when you look at media, everybody continues to follow their own narrative. So you might find that Fox isn't reporting on on the steps that Harvard might have taken, but somebody else might be, you, you know, it's very hard to get to get a real sense of it. Yeah, I, I mean, they've, they've taken some uh, some basic steps over there more than a lot of a lot of other um, universities have, you know, they, they removed the president partially because of that, partially because of the scandal around um, her, her academic integrity. Um, there was a um, faculty and student group that posted a, a famous cartoon from the 60s of Jews trying to kill uh, Muhammad Ali uh, uh, Nasser which is, you know, not very relevant to right now, but they posted it. And then the group did apologize and removed it under pressure from from the higher-ups in the university. Certain things have been cracked, um, they've cracked that down on. Certain people have been suspended for engaging in anti-Semitism. So I'd say that Harvard has done the minimum, uh, maybe a little bit more, certainly not as much as, as the Jewish staff or, or students would, would like to see. And I... I, I I, I spent some time at Harvard myself uh, a few years ago, and I know people who are there now, and they're all saying that there's been a real escalation recently, that Harvard didn't used to be a particularly uncomfortable place for Jews in recent years. Obviously, it has a history of anti-Semitism going back, but it hasn't really been particularly like this in the last few years, but now, now during the war, 
it is. But uh, yeah, they're they're taking steps, not as many as we'd like. The hearing enough to probably keep their reputation. Right. You know? the, the the hearings that that we saw before Congress some months ago was it months weeks time is completely elastic at the moment. I've got no sense of when anything is taking place. But those the 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 three presidents sitting before uh, before that hearing were, was one of the most almost it was almost a caricature of of what if we had uh, if if we had uh, predicted or penned that 10 years ago it certainly would have been a, a caricature but it was almost exactly as predicted three women presidents and and, and I, I, i'm not suggesting any of them didn't deserve the role that's not for me to, to talk about but but it, it it was so it was so structured and worrisome because they actually, for, for people not involved or caught up in that environment, they actually came across as incredibly limited and uh, almost ignorant in terms of the ability just to have a real conversation. It was, it was laughable but sad at the same time. It was an unbelievably um, remarkable moment to see three highly educated people like that leading three of the top academic institutions in the world being completely played by a lawmaker who is not known for her, particularly for her intelligence or anything like that. But because of the ideological dogma, uh, Stefanik knew how to completely outmaneuver them and make them look utterly ridiculous. Yeah, because there's certain things you're not allowed to say. There's certain things, thoughts you're not allowed to express. And if you do your homework, you can run rings um, around that. And it was an absolutely humiliating moment for American academia, uh, hopefully one that will lead to some reform. I'm well, well that, that's the question is it's easy for us to see it when you sit outside of it. But when you sit within it, perhaps it wasn't viewed as the failure that it was seen as from outside? Well, there's a lot of very smart people in American academia and in those universities, and a lot of people in all those universities thought it was as ridiculous as Okay, so that's, that's good to know. But then there's a lot of other people who disagree, and what happens is when you get promoted in academia to the level of dean and, and, and up, you have to toe a certain party line. It doesn't matter if you know better or not, there's politics involved. And you're better off leaning too far to the left, too far to politically correct than the other way, because you're less likely to lose your job. Mm. Except for in this case, ironically, but yes. generally speaking. What's yeah. happening? So it, it's silencing yeah. smart people. What, what is happening at yeah. other universities? You know, there's all, all this focus on the Ivy Leagues. What's happening at uh, most, most, of, most American youth uh, aren't privileged enough to go to Ivy League universities, obviously just by the sheer numbers. What's happening at other, on other campuses? A lot of the same things are happening on, on other campuses. Um, they, um, the lower down you get, though, in the academic totem pole, the less student activism mm -hmm. you have. So, so there's that. The, the university administration are the same types of people with the same types of ideas just about everywhere you go. But there's less of a hostile environment for the students in a lot of state schools. If you go to a state school in, you know, in Alabama or in Idaho, 
the students there aren't screaming against Zionism, or very few of them are. Um, so it's not the same. So the, the students are feeling less intimidated. But the, the class that's running it, they're the same people. They go to the same schools. If you're a dean in Idaho, you probably mm. went to Yale. Right. If you're a dean in Yale, you probably went to Yale. It's, they go to the same schools. So, so, so is there a trend? Is there a bit of a move away from initially I saw that Harvard numbers were a little bit down. But again, uh, I wasn't sure if that is a lasting trend, if that was even particularly real. Has there been a move away from these Ivy League universities? This year, yes. Yes, there's definitely been a move away. There's definitely been a slowing down. Um, I don't think it's going to last because I think the reputation of these schools far outweighs anything um, momentary of this sort. But what, what I do think is that over time, universities are going to get involved in more and more scandals and issues, not necessarily related to anti-Semitism, but related to being anti-American. Uh, and I think that's going to create a lot of pressure to reform. And universities will be very wise to take that into account. Um, if they don't want to lose a lot of money and enrollment in the long term. That is where we leave it. Well, uh, thank you for chatting to us. As always, it has just gone 7.30. That is Ashad Ben Ephraim. He's a freelance writer, editor, living in Hollywood. He's a liberal Zionist, bringing us the latest as to what is happening at Ivy League universities.